Now today, I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 3. As an introduction to what I'm going to share with you, I've come to notice in my life, and if you've lived a few years, you've noticed it in your life, some of the most important things in the world, or they should be the most important to us, seem to pass us by. We don't seem to understand what's important to God and what's not important to God. We seem to have our own list about what we want to do. And I'm going to talk to you about something very, very simple today. I have reflected back in my own life. I've looked down memory lane of all the great days that I had in my life. I've thought about a couple of birthdays. I've thought about uh, even the moment uh, that I gave my heart to Jesus. I've thought about high school graduation, getting out of Jackson Junior High, graduating from Baylor University, graduating from Southwestern Seminary and uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. I think about all of those things, and you have your list. But I can honestly say to you, my clearest memories and my most meaningful memories was the day that I was baptized by water. I can remember almost every minute of that day, and I was seven years old. That's a long time ago. But it was so special. With that being my personal background, let me bring you into a reality. Today, I will be talking to literally hundreds of people, maybe thousands. And you would say to somebody, I'm a Christian, and you are, if you've asked Christ to come into your life. But you have never had believer's baptism. Never. You didn't think it was that important. You sort of thrown it aside, and as you'll see in my message, that we don't even know what baptism is in many circles. We don't understand why we do that. We've put that on the back and feel like, you know, if I can just pray the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus into my heart, then I know I'm going to go to heaven, and what else is there to this life? Well, the number one thing is that we be baptized in obedience to the Lord. The Bible says, repent and be baptized, every single one of you. Amen. That's the only way you can be obedient to the Lord. You can't be half obedient. Say, well, I'm saved, but I'm not going to be baptized. I don't want people to see my hair wet. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on and on. But baptism is much more important. Let me tell you how unimportant it is. We have right now the names of over 1,000 people that have walked the aisles of this church and said they gave their heart to Jesus Christ, and they've never had believer's baptism. We call them, we write them, not that important. I want to show you that it is important. I want you to know that God has a purpose for it. He has a way of doing it, he has a purpose for it, and he always blesses you when you do. Listen to the scripture from Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then came Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and come you to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, 
went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus walked over 200 miles to be obedient to the Father who wanted believers' baptism by immersion. I want to, and you real quickly, when I use the word immersion, many of you say, well, that may be your feeling. But I was sprinkled. I was, you know, I was christened. I was this, I, I was that. Please listen carefully, not to the preacher, but listen carefully to the word of God this morning. Understand what it means to be baptized. Let me read some of the writings of some those that have different labels from the label that may be put on our religion. But listen to these quotes. The Greek language has, like all others, undergone many changes. But the Greeks today, the Greek people, knowing the meaning of their own language, adhere strictly to immersion for baptism. Even the Presbyterian ministers or missionaries in Athens are compelled to practice immersion. A leading scholar, Dean Stanley, one of the most prominent in the Episcopal clergy of England said, for the first 13 centuries, the almost universal practice of baptism was that of which we read of in the New Testament, the word baptizo. The word baptizo means to immerse. That's only meaning, only definition. Webster, anybody you want to look at, that's what it means, to be immersed. And those that were baptized were plunged, submerged, immersed into the water, says he. The change from immersion to sprinkling has set aside the larger part of the apostolic language regarding baptism and has altered the very meaning of the word. Now, these are not people that are Baptists. These are people that practice the other way. Yet they say, the scripture says, history has shown it, that baptism was to immerse. It was to picture the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was to picture what happened in our lives when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ. We died to an old life, so we're buried, as the scripture says, with Christ in baptism unto death, and then we're raised to walk in new life. John Calvin the founder of the Presbyterian Church in its present form, said, the very word baptize itself signifies to immerse. And it is certain that immersion was observed by the ancient church. Now, I have several more of these, but for time's sake, I'm going to stop. But I can tell you, those that study the scripture in its original languages know baptism is to be immersed, and that alone. You say, well, does that save you? Of course not. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. But what it does do is say, Jesus is Lord. He's King of kings. This is what he wanted me to do. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So, none of these others, sprinkling, pouring, none of it, 
comes to the Bible definition what it means to be baptized. I want to give you some more scripture. I'll say less words and let the scriptures say the most words today. Matthew 3.16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Mark 1.5. All were baptized by John the Baptist in the river of Jordan. John 3.23. And John also was baptized in Anon because there was much water there. It doesn't take much water to sprinkle, not even in West Texas, all right? It takes a lot of water to baptize by immersion. Listen to the scripture. Acts 8:38. They went down, both of them, into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Go over to Romans 6, 4. We are buried with Christ by baptism unto death, and we're raised to walk in a new life. That's all you're going to find in the scripture. It was always by immersion. It always followed those that were really believers. You see, the truth of the matter is, we live in a culture of church light, Bible light, you know, L-I-T-E. I mean, just a little dab do you like the Brill Cream people used to say. We just want to make sure that we've gone to enough Easter services, that we've come close enough to the real things, you know, I got sprinkled a little bit, you know. I had a holy day one time. But we don't want to lay down our life for the gospel of Jesus Christ and be obedient to him. Now, the reason it concerns me is twofold. Number one, it breaks the heart of God. And number two, I know that you're robbing yourself of one of the greatest blessings you'll ever have in your life, period. It'll be one of the most memorable things that ever happened in your life when you literally put your life in the hands of God and people saw you buried to the old life, raised to walk in a new life. This was the first day, the day of your baptism of the rest of your life and you started that day by being obedient to his command, repent and be baptized. Second thing I want to talk to you about is who should be baptized. You don't want to just line up and find out where's their water. Is anybody going to be out the lake today? I want to get baptized. That's not the way it works. You can go down a dry center and come up a wet center. If you don't repent. If you don't let the Lord take care through this cleansing blood on Calvary's cross. Baptism, hear me, is for believers only. Many people have gotten baptized that shouldn't have. I've told you those that should and don't. But they somehow believe that that water, baptism, will save them. When the Bible does not teach that at all. Acts 2.38 says, repent and then be baptized, every one of you, because your sins have been remitted. In Acts 2.41, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, both men and women, not infants, men and women, baptized in obedience to the commands of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No infants. Infants are to be dedicated to God. We do that here. We want your little one. We'll have a service just for you. If you have a child, 
and you don't want to wait till the day when we're going to dedicate those children, you just call us. You call my office. I will promise you that we will be more than delighted to bless that child and give that child back to the Lord at that moment. And my prayer would be that this child will not live one day when they know they're a sinner and they've sinned against God, that they won't go one more day until they take their sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and let the blood of Christ cleanse them from all sin. You don't want your children, well, they just don't know. Well, they just don't know. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Well, I just don't think they do. Well, it's not up to you to decide. They know. The Scripture shows this, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. But I'm their parent. I'll do what I want to. Don't come against the one that created them. He said, I created your child. I've got a plan for your child. Don't get in the way. And you know what? Most people that don't want their kids baptized hadn't been baptized themselves. It's kind of a guilt trip, really. But God has a way of breaking through our stubbornness. Thank God for the kids. Thank God for vacation Bible school. That's a week we'll see over 200 children come to the Lord. And then we'll hear from their parents. Well, I don't know what happened, but they're kind of a little different now. They seem to have a different plan for their personal life and that kind of thing. Well, you want to see that. But the main thing you want to do is to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the third thing I want to bring out to you, what's the purpose of it? Number one is to be obedient. Well, I don't understand it. You don't have to. You don't have to. Just obey. The Lord says, be baptized. Yes, sir. <laughs> that ought to be the answer. Well, look, look, Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus. Listen to Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore, teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then the Apostle Luke says in the third chapter, verse 12, Master, what shall we do? When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that the heavens were opened. In Acts 10, 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now there's many more scriptures, folks, but I'm trying to bring some out that maybe you'll remember one or two. Maybe there's someone here this morning or watching or listening. You've put it off. You've waited. You don't think it's important. Would you just listen to the scripture and be obedient to him? Let me give you another th reason. When we're baptized, we're baptized to follow the example of Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do every day. And if you won't do it on baptism day, why would you do it any other day? When he says, this is what I want for you. This is what I have planned for you. I want your friends to know that you're not ashamed of me. And if you will walk with me, I will protect you from the evil one. I will lift you above the majority. And I will set you on a solid rock. And I will fulfill my purpose in your life if you will just let me. But I'm trying to get you into the easy things because I can promise you, having lived a long time, it doesn't get any easier to be obedient. Every year, every decade, there's more temptation. There's more trials. There's more misunderstanding. Why am I sick? Why am I broke? 
Why have I lost my friend? Why have I done this? Why have I done that? But the Lord says, just be still and know that I'm God. Another thing, and the reason that I'm begging you today to be baptized is so that you'll have an opportunity to proclaim unashamedly your identity with Jesus Christ. I hope you're not ashamed of him because he's not ashamed of you. His heart is broken by your unbelief, your indifference, your stubbornness, whatever it is. You don't have a reason. You don't have a reason that, that God would accept for you not being obedient to him in believer's baptism. But the Lord does not want us to be ashamed. Let me give you some scriptures. Romans 1, 16. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew and to the Gentile. In Romans 10, 11, whosoever, listen, believes on him shall not be ashamed. Now, if you say, I believe on him, then you're not going to be ashamed. If you say you believe on him, but you're not going to be obedient to him, then you've got a problem. In Acts 2.41, when all of those thousands of people were there, the scripture says, they that gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, 3,000 souls were added to the church. Some of you sat through a service at Sagemont Church several years ago. I preached a message on baptism at that time. Not this message, but another one. We saw 151 people baptized before we left the building. It was one of the most glorious services I've ever attended on earth. People came out of that baptistry. You know, we, we gave you a shirt. Not ashamed. Forgiven. 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 Well, I tell you what, when you understand you're forgiven, that's great. A lot of us have looked at police officers and they didn't forgive us. It wasn't a very good day. You pray, dear God, please forgive, please forgive. Not today. But you know what? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be forgiven. Wow. Galatians 3.27. As many of you as have been baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. In other words, when you are baptized, your picture there is I want you to see that Jesus has come into my life. I've come into this baptism pool to be baptized in order that I can go out of this pool to serve my Lord forevermore. Another reason to be baptized is to let your friends see visually what happened in your life when you got saved. You died to the old life. It's over with. I'm not going to be what I used to be. I'm going to be what he wants me to be. There may be times when you will get upset with me because I'm going to say, no, I'm not going. No, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to participate in that. No, I'm not going to rebel. I'm going to go with the Lord. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with Christ in baptism 
unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Colossians 2.12, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him up from the dead. You know who's going to live your life for you and all the stuff that you couldn't do before you're obedient to the Lord in salvation and baptism? He is. He's going to fight the battle. He is where our strength is. He is where the wisdom is. His ways are higher than our ways. But when we become a believer and we start obeying him, beginning with a simple thing of water baptism, we have started a new way of life to where we do things differently than we've ever done before. And the important things that used to be are not important anymore. But old things have passed away and all things, the Bible says, have become new. Galatians 2.20, I like this one. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the power of the Son of God. That's where it comes from, folks. You say, I don't know how I'm going to face tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to get through this sickness. I don't know how I'm going to hold this marriage together. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And the Christ that's in me is not a loser. He is a winner. He always wins. He always wins. He never, never fails. Never, never, never. And that Galatians passage, and by the way, so you can remember when you get home, it's Galatians 2.20. My electrician now pay attention to the great wisdom of your pastor. <laughs> this is your spiritual electric chair, 2.20, not 110, 2.20. Getting it? Go like this. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. All right. Whenever you're fighting, you need to just have yourself a good spiritual electrocution. Let's go to Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the power of the Son of God. Woo, I'm free. I am free. It, Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. In closing, real quickly, what's going to happen when you start being obedient, quit playing spiritual games? First thing that's going to happen is that you're going to have power you never had before. You're going to have the power to make right decisions. You're going to have the power to deal with your husband or your wife. You're going to know how to deal with your family. And that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe you'll like this one. Restitution is going to come when we get right with God. Acts 16, 33. It's a little simple verse. It says the same hour he washed their stripes. You know where that's coming from? The man that beat up on the Apostle Paul in jail and saw how Paul's faith was alive. He whipped him and he went to their house. And the jailer was the one that washed away the hurt, the stripes. That's what Jesus did for us. Amen. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. Yes. And then a third thing. Whenever we really get saved, according to Acts 16, 34, we'll find ourselves serving somewhere. The same story says 
they took the meat and put it before the starving man. You cannot convince me that you can be a believer and not serve God in some way. There's millions of ways you can do it. But to say, I'm just going to sit. And I'm going to sit in this seat. I'm going to sit in this place at this time. I am, I am steadfast. I'm unmovable. I am not moving. No, I'm not going to serve. No, I'm not going to give. I'm a taker, not a giver. Not if you're born again. If you are saved, you are a giver. Old things have passed away, and you, you will find some place to serve. And it may be to be the prayer warrior, and that's the most important thing I can think of in a church. Some of the greatest prayer warriors this church ever had were their greatest days when they were laying literally on their deathbed in hospitals. And while the church was praying for them to be healed, they were praying for people to get saved back at the church because they know when you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. When Jesus lives in your life, you know that every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. So rejoicing is going to come. And my final thing is other people are going to come. There's not one person here that if you'd get saved and get right with God and be baptized by immersion with believer's baptism, that you're doing that one thing is going to impact the life of at least one. And for some of you, it could impact hundreds, maybe even thousands. Think of the Billy Grahams. Think of the James Robinsons that was raised in Pasadena, Texas. How God can take one life and change hundreds of thousands of people. What if those disciples would have rejected God's invitation? I don't want to be baptized. I don't want to go through all that stuff. My schedule's too busy to work as a church. I don't have time to pray. I want everybody to notice me. I don't want them to notice Jesus. I want them to notice me. When we get on that page, life is going down. But when we humble ourselves, God shows up. Oh, by the way, you say, oh, I think that happened 10 years ago, but he left. You want him to come back? He will. If he understands that you're sincere, that I've made a terrible mistake. I just sort of started doing things. I don't even think about the Lord being here. Oh, yes, Jesus is here. If you're a believer, wherever you go, he will be there. Whatever you say, he will hear. He will be the silent listener at every conversation you'll ever have. He'll be the unseen guest at all times in any party you go to. But he'll be there representing the Father. For those in rebellion, to bring them to him. And today could be your day. In Acts 2.41, it says, They that gladly received his word were baptized. And listen, and on the same day, there were added 3,000 souls. And my final scripture is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. If he's the author of your faith 
and you have not been baptized, think about it. Pray about it. You must be. You need to be. Not for your salvation, but for your step of obedience. You're missing the most unbelievable blessing. As I've told you, it's a lifetime memory for me, and I've had some incredible things happen in my life that I've long since forgotten, but not the baptism. There's something there that I don't, I wish I could explain. I cannot. I can take the scripture and share those with you, but I can tell you, until you are obedient in baptism, in accordance with the commands of our Lord, with a proper administrator, the proper method, you will never be what God wants you to be.